church. Shut the door. And don't pass out no more place, kids in the town. <laughs> Welcome to spiritual ish. <laughs> well, well, well. I tell you, another week. Another week is coming on. You know, I really don't know where these days are going. I'm like, it's Wednesday again. Well, actually, technically, it's Tuesday night here on the West Coast. And I'm actually behind time. But, you know, it's better late than never, ain't it? it? But, you know, actually, what will happen is West Coast, you guys will still have it by midnight. And then um, East Coast will be by 3 a.m. Um, but nonetheless, we are here, okay? In the words of that great reverend, shut the door. Nobody get no more plates, okay, to after service. You know, I never understood that. It never was like that growing up. Like, y'all don't want nobody in the kitchen eating nothing or going back and forth to the kitchen. But you don't want to keep us in service. We'd be hungry, especially in black church. We'd be in there forever, and then you don't want us to eat. I don't understand that. And then you mad. And then really what happens is they mad because ain't nobody paying them no attention because they everybody running back and forth to the kitchen. And y'all any have any of those memories? We're literally, I know as the pastors did, you know, they they would be cooking and stuff. We could run back and forth. And especially when my um my aunt, my mother's sister, used to run the kitchen ministry, she'd be like, get out of my kitchen while I'm cooking food. <laughs> But I like that was like the best memories of being able to run back and forth to the kitchen, and um, she would be cooking, and you know she let us like well, I was, I'm her favorite nephew. She's not gonna say it, but um, I am her favorite nephew, so she would always give me some food on a little plate or a little um, plastic cap, like to the Tupperware, and like get your food and get out of my kitchen. And she, because she didn't want nobody else to see that she was giving me the food. Shout out to my Aunt Kim. I love you, Auntie. <laughs> uh, but again, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Ish. We are going to um, pick up where we left off from last week. Um, and that was um, Ish Don't Smell Right. And this is going to be Ish Don't Smell Right Part 2. Get into it. I'm excited. Here we are. We're back again. And live in color. Let me take a sip of this tea. Hold on. Oh, Lord have mercy. Okay. Y'all, I don't know what's going on. I don't, I think the devil tried to kill me. <laughs> like, woo. So, for those who don't know, I started the year off. I had COVID. I mean, you know, I work in healthcare. So, I work, for those who don't know, I work in healthcare. Um, so, I work with, like, a lot of nurses and that kind of thing. So, apparently it's just like in hospitals so apparently like it was jumping around so I ended up with COVID at the beginning of the year over that and then I just got food poisoning like what what is happening these last couple of days have been like oh my god my stomach my head my back all that stuff but nonetheless we are still here we're being productive see Ishites I care about you guys already you know, shout out to the Ishites. And if you don't know who Ishites are, you got to go back to the last, last um, episode to see who and what we are, what we represent. Um, but shout out to the Ishites. Thank y'all for hanging tough with me. 
Um, and thank you for the consistency because I can see the numbers and all that stuff on the back end. So I am so grateful that you guys are really hanging in there, hanging tough, and uh, we're just we're just getting started, you know. So where we left off last week, um, we were really talking about um, if I could sum it up, it was really like the standard you know, this meeting or measuring post of, you know, the standard of, you know, holiness or the standard of the black church or what we call blackdom. We want that to stick with y'all, okay? Blackdom is the in the context you will stick to as it relates to the... Oops, I'm over here tearing up stuff. Knocking over stuff off my printer. Anyway, uh, the standard or the black church or blackdom is what we refer to as the black church. Y'all got me. So... You know, just continuing on from there, uh, there is so much information that I want to be able to divulge um, and to disperse, but I know that we just have to take our time. And I think that is the uh, caveat for me with this podcast, being able to pace myself and knowing that I have 30 minutes to get all this information to you guys. Um, and at the same time, being able to save the information for the next time, if that makes sense. So, you know, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. And so we talked about the plague of the black community called religion or the uh, religious plague that it holds on the community. Um, and I think that just continuing that conversation and that dialogue, um, I want to hear from you guys. Send me messages, text messages, tweet me whatever you need to do uh let me know some of you all's experiences so i can share it on here um of some of the messages i've been getting messages from people who have really 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 um been inspired by this and i think i want to read a few of those messages that i kind of been getting from um individuals about the podcast and i kind of want to Stick to that. Let's see. Uh, this one person says, I like that you are who you are on the podcast. You're not overly saved, but at the same while at the same time being spiritual and allowing us to laugh at the same time learn. I grew up in church and I was always pretty much I'm gonna I don't want to give word for word because I don't want um yeah, I'm just going to sum it up. I want to sum it up. So pretty much this person was just saying that they grew up very strict and um, pretty much experienced a lot of these truths that we were we were speaking about on the last podcast, but really never felt like they had a safe space to divulge or to give out the information or to talk about it. And I'm telling y'all this now. This is a safe space. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk about a little bit of everything. Okay. And a when I say a little bit of everything, that means people, places, and things. Okay? It is what it is. Um, but just continuing on that, what do you think um, the issue is as it relates to the black community and religion? Do you feel like we need religion? Do you feel like it's it's a crutch for the you know black community? Do you feel like it's hindering us? Do you feel like it's helping us? Maybe you feel like it's doing both. Just reach out. Let me know. Let me know your opinion. Um... I know that just being a um, a millennial, do you not know? Do y'all realize millennials, we are coming up on 30. Jesus Christ. I'll be 30 in a few months, you guys. And I don't, I don't even know if I'm ready. I'm having 
um, I don't know if I'm having like a crisis moment. But I'm like having to consider like, oh my God, I'm 30. I was just 10 years old. What is going on? What's happening? But here we are nonetheless. Um, But no, back to the topic again. I think that um, there are so many expressions as it relates to uh, the black church and religion. I don't think there's, there's one particular way to define it or express who we are and what we are. Um, while at the same time, I feel like there are, I mean, I feel like we have good and bad and everything. And I think with the mass majority of what the black church has produced, I think it's been fairly successful. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is because you have a lot of stars who are in Hollywood, you have a lot of, you know, uh, entrepreneurs who are doing very well and they name the name of God and they name the name of the black church and those black experiences. Now, uh, I understand about it at the same time, the black church doesn't really get displayed as well as it should as relates to the work that has been done. Um, because, you know, we have like, especially let's talk about for a second, like the storefront black church. Cause I think when we think of black church, um, through media, it's always propaganda. It's always, um, the mega pastor. It's always, you know, this big edifice and it's just all the hoopla surrounding it. But let's talk about this, like really the real black church, which is, you know, the smaller churches may have 50 to hundred, maybe 200 members, um, on a holiday, um, really community based really caring about people. Now, mind you, I am not absolving the black church of, because this is a, a space of accountability. However, I want us to be well-rounded. Um, you, you got all the craziness that goes on, but the black church in and of itself is not a bad thing. I think that we need to, now I've, seen, I've heard some of the people come forward, but we need to dismantle it all together, destroy the whole thing. Now, hold on, wait one second. I'm not, now I'm not with that. Now, you guys, as we will continue in this journey, you will see that I am pro-Black and I am pro-Church. I am pro-Pentecostal Apostolic Experience Church. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I cannot deny my experience. My experience has been tangible. My experience has been physical. Um, Just like, you know what I'm saying, my Black experience. It has been physical. It's been you know what I'm saying? It's been a combination of spirituality. Um, it's been emotional. Uh, it's been all those things. And I think that we do ourselves a disservice. You know what I'm saying? When I think the thing is we 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 have to learn to be able to hold someone accountable without throwing the whole system away. If that makes sense. Think about that for a second. Holding someone or something or a system accountable does not mean that the whole system has to be dismantled as much as it needs to be refined or reformed. And you say, well, okay, well, what does that mean? I think that, you know, they're saying like, don't, don't throw the baby out for the bathwater or don't throw the, yeah, don't throw the baby out for the bathwater. And I think that sometimes with us, we have the ability with that, with this new generation, with, you know, the rise of new leadership. Now, mind you, here's the thing. A lot of millennials, I hear y'all talking, y'all really need to grow up, okay? Let's, let's talk about that for a second. 
Y'all really, 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 really need to grow up. Because some of y'all are still harboring this hurt and this pain from childhood, from 5 and 10 years old, okay? And we in our 30s and 40s. And you don't want to, you don't want to heal. You don't want to evolve. Like I get it, the pain is real. They hurt you. They did what they did. Yes. However, you are needed. You are cared for. You are appreciated. You are loved. Your voice is valued. And the only way we can fix this broken system is if you, if you say something. And a lot of us want to just, you know, we want to harbor the hurt and it's this and it's that and it's whatever. While at the same time, not understanding. Your voice can fix or resolve the issue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it takes, you know what I'm saying, us being able to hold a system and a and a people or a sector of people accountable. Now, I hear me out with this. I get sometimes you may never be able to hold that individual that was in this religious sect um, accountable. Why does this thing this computer keep even all these messages coming through for work? I gotta be able to close that out. Isn't that crazy? Um, but yeah, so being able, you may never be able to hold that individual um who wronged you accountable. However, you can hold the system altogether accountable by coming in and be, becoming a part of leadership. Becoming the changes you want to see, but I think it's so much easier just to throw shots to be, to be, in my opinion, throw shots to come in and bring change. I think some of us like being able to go and just, you know, woe is me and they hurt me, they did this to me. I understand. I understand. And as someone who has been in the church my entire life, I've seen some grimy stuff. As we'll go along, we'll, I'll tell y'all more stories about my business because Y'all know, now I'm, I'm usually very private, but you know, when you come into spaces like this, you really just have to let all of those windows and those guards down. Um, And I just, eh, we'll get into that in a few. But I, I've had some crazy experiences with, the, with, with leadership, uh, with, you know what I'm saying, dealing with perverted leaders, you know what I'm saying, trying to sleep with you and just to get you to come to their church and all kind of crazy stuff. You know, I say, you know, I'm gonna tell y'all this. I've been a lot of things, okay? But I ain't never been no whore for ministry. That's dumb, in my opinion. Y'all up in here giving up y'all panties and y'all drawers for a preaching engagement? Oh, this tea is real, real, it's real good. Let me say that again. Y'all giving up y'all panties and your undies for a preaching engagement? So you can get a flight and some good some good dinner so you can go preach and sleep with the preacher, the pastor of the church. Now, come on. Like that, that right there. This is the stuff I'm talking about that they don't smell right. Because now this, this is what I don't understand. How we have, because I know there are, there are leaders who like, you know, we're good friends, some of them now. But I've had people that I know that have slept around for ministry. And for the sake of thinking that their name was going to go somewhere, be grand and great, and it never happened. And then they want to cry, what was me? Well, they, would take, they took advantage of me. Hold on, Smokey. No, no one took advantage of you. You had an endeavor. You had a, a motive. And see, this is the part we don't, we don't want to be held accountable for. Because some of y'all come into these religious spaces, and you got your own agenda and your own motive. 
And when it don't work out the way that you want it to work out, oh, they hurt me. They they abandoned me. They abused me. Mm-mm. No. Some of y'all got just what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Now go and accept it. Let it go. So we can move on. And so we can go and be great. But, you know, I think the reality is, is when we're talking about being accountable and being uh, reputable in these spaces, that is the summation or sum total of everything being put on the table. That's the good, the bad, the ugly. That means the part we play the victim to, the part that we were the victim to, and the part that we were the predator to. Because mm, some of y'all want to play victim and you're really the predator. Hold on one second. Ooh, what did it say? I drink the tea to coach your stomach. Some of y'all want to walk around here like, ooh, they hurt me. And you're really the villain. Y'all get slid up in these, these passes, DMs, knowing that they, they married and weak. And I'm not excusing them. But the accountability has to go straight across the board. I'm not one to like put the total blame on whatever well, they're, the, they're the pastor. They should know. Yeah, that's true. However, especially if you're an adult, stop, stop it, Smokey. Okay, because you you know y'all know what it is. Y'all come up in these spaces trying to be great, trying to be grand. All you see is your name and likes. Let me tell you something that I've learned. Working in corporate America and being able to increase in wealth and net worth has taught me that, one, there's more to life than going to church, okay, and trying to be the next bishop and the next pastor and all. That stuff is fine. And if that is your life goal, I applaud you. I implore you, rather, go and do it. However, there is a whole world that you can create and and cultivate that is beneficial to the success of your total being. You know what I'm saying? And at the, while at the same time, not having to compromise your goals, not having to compromise your integrity, not having to compromise your vision. Some of y'all are selling yourself short. Some of y'all are real. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about the saints of God. Some of y'all are really, really good looking. Y'all got great bodies great faces, but you sell yourself short by giving up your panties and giving up your underwear for a preaching engagement, for a singing engagement, for being able to manage an artist. And first of all, how y'all managing these artists when y'all sleeping together? That's that's not how y'all... See, this is the spiritual-ish. This, this is what I'm talking about. And the reason it's dumb is because it's in Christendom. Like, y'all... And y'all act like nobody know. Y'all come in here... In these rooms, when y'all got to come and sing and carry on and act like nobody know y'all sleeping together or that you gave your panties or your drawers to come sing for a pair of red bottoms. Y'all really, y'all just really need to stop it. And y'all want to put up these, you know, y'all let to put up the videos of, of these hotel rooms, but y'all not showing what's happening after y'all get out of service. Eh? Now hold it. There's a lot of things. And, I, and the thing is, I've traveled as a preacher, as a singer, um, and I've had some great engagements, you know, but I could never bring myself, and maybe because it was the way I was raised, I could just never bring myself to that space to where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna venture, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. 
Um, I just really, one, I respect God's space and I, I respect God's people too much to put myself in a position to where, you know what I'm saying? I'm out here ministering to y'all, but I'm here for a wrong motive because I'm here, I'm about to sleep with your pastor. That's, that's off. And this is the stuff that, that we're not talking about and that there's a sex culture in the church that it's an undercurrent that nobody's speaking about. Y'all pastors, y'all got y'all want to keep these little sugar babies on the side. And you know what I'm saying? And the thing about it, and again, like I said to y'all in the first episode, I am not against, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be discussing who's sleeping with who because I don't care about that. But what I will speak on is the integrity or the lack thereof for individuals, you know what I'm saying, who, you know what I'm saying, you mishandle. Now, this is on both sides because I'm telling you, there are predators in the pews. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. I think the mic just dropped. Can y'all hear me? There are predators in the pews. And some of y'all listening to my voice, you are a predator. Uh-oh. And I know, I know that don't sound good, but it's the truth. Some of y'all come to church, y'all pray on the pastor, y'all pray on the first lady, y'all pray on the usher. Ain't nobody safe under you. You just want to come in and do what you want to do and use and abuse people. Because it's not always the pastor. It's some of y'all. It's some of y'all lay members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of y'all are just got terror on feet. Terror on feet. You know how they say you go trip on wheels or you a mess on wheels? Y'all are terror on feet. And your feet ain't cute. That's, that's the sad part about it. Y'all want to come and wreak havoc. It ain't even cute. At least be good looking and, and raise hell. Some of y'all need to... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Y'all know some people. Y'all know some people. They just be like, why? You too... Uh, you got to pick a struggle. You too ugly to be acting like that. It's the truth anyhow. I know y'all don't like to hear truth. But there are predators literally in the pews. And I know we always want to come for leadership. And I get it. It's leadership. da 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 but this episode is just the, the accountability that needs to come from the space of the follower. You know, you know good and well what you're capable of doing. And some of us, you know, let me tell you something. There is, let's, there is a, there's a problem. The problem is, you know, well, one of the issues, I'm gonna, and I'm not going to be like based on what the problem is, the problem is, the problem is, whatever. Um, but one of the issues I think that plagues us, the black community, is that we don't know how to be honest about what we want. Mm. Wait a minute. Are you like, well, what do you mean? We don't know how to be honest about what we want. If you want to be big time, just say that. You want to be famous, you want your name in lights, just say that. There was that's not a sin. There is no sin with wanting to be big time, wanting to be famous. To me, the sin is playing like you humble when you know your ulterior motive is to have your name in lights. You want to be bishop. You want people to follow you. You want a crowd. You, you know what I'm saying? If you want that, just say that. There is a celebrity culture in the black church. Hello? I know y'all going to sit here and act like y'all just humble servants of the Most High God, but there is a celebrity culture in the black church. 
And I think that one of these, one of the reasons that we have such a celebrity culture, specifically in the black church, is because the black church is where, is a space where uh, specifically black men were able to come and find a place of power. They didn't have power at home. They don't have power on the work in the workplace. They don't have power in their marriages. The kids don't listen to them, but they can come to church and they can be respected. Because this is what this is Bishop. Nobody's going to step out of line with Bishop. Bishop can have what he want. He could do what he want. He could sleep with who he want. He could screw who he want. He could he could run amok and nobody nobody asks questions because this is God's man. So he can do what he want to do. And now with the present day and age, so can she. Because she can be a terror just like he can. But I think that these are, this is, this is that, and we see, and we, we, we literally, we perpetrate or we protrude or parade this, you know, celebrity lifestyle with, you know, the bishop drives the Mercedes in the Maybach. And I'm with all that. Let me tell y'all something. I am with it. Be successful. You know what I'm saying? Live your life. But stop just acting like, oh, God just gave it to me. It's y'all be lying. That's what get on my nerve. Y'all be lying. Stop with this pseudo humility. Like, it's uncalled for, and it's not real, and it's not necessary. Nobody asks y'all to be lying like that. And I'll be, I be hearing y'all, a lot of these, these up-and-coming men and women of God, these poor children, just be consistent and just keep serving God. Everything will come to you. You are a liar. Some of y'all done slept around for y'all positions. Some of y'all done paid up payola for your position. Tell the truth. There is a sex culture. There's a game to the black church. Y'all want to be real and talk about it? There is a game. There is a system at work in the black church. And the thing about it is, if you want to be successful in the black church, you're either going to play the game or you're going to get out the way. Uh-oh, it don't smell right. See, this is this is the stuff they're not going to tell you that they talk about in the green room. Well, how much did he raise? Well, we can't have him back because he didn't raise this much. I, me personally, I've never really been a money raiser like that. Because if I do like registrations for a conference, people always give. And I've always dealt with ministries that have always had integrity. You know what I'm saying? And maybe maybe because I'm a prophet, so when people would bring me in, people naturally give because I'm a prophet. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what that's about. Um, but I don't have to persuade people. I don't have to lie to you. Oh, you're going to do this. You're going to get this. You best believe if I tell you that God said, it's going to come to pass. And that's just that on that. I am unapologetic about God speaks through me. And that's just that on that. Um, but I never had to like coax nobody or manipulate somebody or get on Facebook and, you know, four or five times a week so y'all could give, so I could still, I just never had to live that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? But that is the game that a lot of y'all playing. Y'all get on, y'all, you know what I'm saying? You started as a lay member, y'all play this game so y'all can try to get on the word network. Oh, child, please. You don't, you know what I'm saying? And the thing about it is, this is what I'm talking about. You're dishonest. You're not apt to pleasing God. You're trying to create a name for yourself and build a dynasty. But you want, you want to lie and perpetrate the fraud like, oh, I'm just serving the Lord. You're a liar. You're a liar. And what the scripture said, you know, a liar without terror in his sight. And y'all talking to, let me tell y'all something. Y'all want to talk about the fornicator. Y'all want to talk about the homosexual. Y'all want to y'all want to run all this stuff in the mud, but y'all don't want to talk about the the lies and the undercurrent of this hood system that is you know running in the church. It's like a gang or a cult. 
Let me tell you something. So when I, I, there was a time, I don't have a few minutes left. There was a time when I was trying to do gospel music and I started doing the music. I released music and it, I was doing so well. Like, I mean, really, really well. I had put together my own little church tour and the pastors was coming in, let me sell out all my music. And I mean, it was doing great. But then I got to a space to where I started hearing, like, being a part of certain conversations in the green room about, you know, selling and buying and numbers. And it really, it shook me because I was like, I'm not used to this kind of stuff. I didn't, you know, I never, and I never wanted to be a part of that. And so at that point, I like, I made a decision. I was like, you know, I'm going to just fall back. And I did. I fell back. I let it go. And I took a break. I done took a break for a few years. One thing about me, y'all gonna find out, is I love taking a break. But you know, God just seems to excel me in my little breaks. I just be like chilling. Lord have mercy. It be real. But there is a there's a culture, you know, that is uh, that is under an undercurrent that is literally plaguing these young individuals, these young, bright, black individuals who are seeking to reach a certain platform in a certain space, but they're not being told the truth on how you get there. And I'm going to leave y'all with this. Okay? This is real good. But y'all got to come back for next week for the rest. I'm going to leave y'all with this. What's it worth to you? That platform, that name, that position, what's it worth to you? Ask yourself. And if it's worth it, go for it. And this is Spiritual Ish, Episode 3. We out.